This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Welcome back to the Badass Ladies Club. My name is Jessica. This is Laurie. Hey, y'all. And we are the Badass Ladies Club. Here we are. Here we are. Um, today, we are going to be talking intuition, inner guidance, how to tap into it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I just want to take a moment to say thank you. With immense gratitude in our hearts, thank you so much for taking the time. You know, listening to podcasts can be time-consuming, yeah, especially when you're so busy. So the fact that you've taken as much time as you have to listen to us is an honor, and we don't take that lightly. Thank you so much. If you could please like, rate, review, share with your friends and family, get us out there. That is what's really going to help move this podcast forward. Um, we would be even more eternally grateful. So thank you for that. Let's get into this week's Badass of the Week, who is just the sweetest human in the world. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay, so this week's Badass of the Week is Clarity Coach and a proud co-owner of the Whole Human Challenge, Miss Shauna Wicker. She's so cool. Dude. Okay, so Shauna is one of those women that, like— Everything she does is so, like, it seems so calculated and methodical. Like, she just has it all figured out, right? But she completely runs off of her intuition. Yes. You know, and, like, follows the inner guidance, even though, and one of the things I love about Shauna is that her expectations are, like, skyrocket high of mm -hmm. herself and everything that she puts her everything into, and she's never satisfied. Like, she's always going for the gold all the time. And, you know, like, but that push and that drive has such phenomenal results on the other end. And I just think I'm so inspired by watching what she and her husband Isaac have done with Whole Human Challenge. Like, with this idea that your life is meant to be enjoyed to the fullest and that there are these little habits and things that we've all just like picked up along our lives that are keeping us from living fully alive. And the whole human challenge is all about like reclaiming that fully alive part of your life. Um, and it is challenging, but it is so rewarding and she's changing people's lives, you know, being a part of that. And then, Badass Ladies Club and definitely myself personally have been the benefit of her clarity coaching where, man, like sometimes I am struggling and hung up like on like tiny little details about what it is that we're trying to do. And I will spend 10 or 15 minutes talking with Shauna and she's like, well, you could do this and this could really work. And you know what I learned the other day about this? And like she just has this way of scaling out and looking at a situation and giving you really easable, easy, tangible kind of steps you can take um, to get through to the other side. So Shauna Wicker is going to be an amazing badass of the week and person to have on the podcast. I can't wait to share all the stuff that she's yeah, doing. She's so cool. So sweet. Yeah. Um, so 
Intuition, inner guidance. What is it? How do we tap into it? Let's talk. All right. So for me, it's your knowing. It's that guttural. Is that a word? (laughs) It's that gut, um, that gut feeling that we get. And it's for me, kind of like your inner angel, your inner spirit, like talking to you. Um, what is it for you? It's that nudge on the inside to go for something or do something when I can get really quiet. Um, and you know, when we were like working on this episode, it came up about just how much noise there is out there in the world and all of like the things that we do to be entertained or to distract our mind and keep us from just like being quiet. Yeah. Where sometimes it's really powerful to just be quiet. Well, and to our point with having Shauna as the badass of the week, Mm. her whole human challenge is like, meant to fucking slow you down. And I would imagine that during some of those challenges that she makes her participants do, that it gets you quiet enough to where you could probably hear your inner guidance. Right. And what's so funny though, is like sometimes hearing our guidance or like when I talk about like my nudge or my inner guidance that comes through, sometimes it's not coming from me. Yeah. Sometimes it's about like being quiet outside in nature long enough to like appreciate how beautiful just the sounds of the world are for a minute to like tap into something different, to hear something different, you know, or like this morning when I was making breakfast, I was meal prepping tacos, breakfast tacos for the week, which takes a minute, you know, like you got to make all the stuff and then you got to like roll all the tacos and then you got to wrap them all up. Like it was so it's, it's a thing, but listening to the birds in the early morning, doing their early morning, morning bird thing. Like I was going to get up and turn on a podcast, you know, or do something to distract my mind while I was doing this busy work. And I never ended up doing that because I was busy listening to all the things that were going on outside. And it was kind of funny because tapping into that was like this really soothing, like meditative state where I kind of feel like I got into a flow, but even listening to me, like scrape the metal spatula against the cast iron skillet became part of this, I don't know, meditative space that I was in and just appreciating what things sound like in real life is part of inner guidance, you know, is part of just appreciating what you're doing in the moment, you know, being present, which is a lot about the episode that came out today, even, Mm -hmm. you know, is about being present. So yeah, so many things come into that. Um, Sometimes when I'm with littles, like listening to little kids do their little kid thing, you know, when they don't think anybody's listening Mm -hmm. uh, is so fascinating to me. Uh, I just think that being fully present in a moment and trying not to distract yourself with something that's going to like keep you from being fully present allows you to hear that guidance. Yeah. I, I sometimes have these days where like, I mean, it's hard not to get your time divided. Mm. Right. And you're talking about like how your morning went with the breakfast tacos and Mm -hmm. stuff. Do you ever have those days where you don't feel like you did a lot, but you were constantly divided and distracted the whole time Mm -hmm. 
that it's like, you know, and not to downplay it, but let's just use your morning as an example. Like you were just meal prepping, right? Not anything huge or crazy or whatever. Um, but you took that time to look inward and to appreciate and be present. And had you not done that and you listen to a podcast or turn on the TV or whatever, you know, the situation is, um, to distract your mind, you may have not had that moment of inward reflection and rest because I have these days where I just, it's not like I've done anything crazy, but my phone is constantly glued to me. So I'm constantly going through notifications and text messages and YouTube videos and Marco Polo's and, um, podcasts and all these things that my screen never stops. So my brain never stops. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm exhausted because I've been mentally stimulated all day. Well, and because we have this like immediate gratification thing anymore, you know, where there are always the notifications or there is always something to grab your attention. How many times do I pick up my phone intending to do something specific, get distracted by a notification, get sucked into whatever the notification was at and then be like, oh my God, I've wasted 10 minutes on my phone, put it down and didn't do what I picked it up to do in the first place. You know, like that, that is a, it's so easy to not be present. And, you know, in respect to like tapping into your inner guidance and that nudge from in, you have to be present in a moment in order to hear, you know, like, and it's that whole thing. Like sometimes like when you're getting these messages that are really important, mine, for example, that I've been getting for months now is slow down. Mm -hmm. Like I can choose to listen to the guidance and consciously slow down or sometimes the slowdown comes with a two by four, you know, like the, the, the nudges get louder and more significant, I guess, um, when you're not paying attention, you know, like I'm really trying to listen and hear and act before the two by four comes flying at me. Well, yeah, because what happens when the two by four comes to you? I mean, like then I'll slow down whether I want to or not. You know, like it will come in a way that I'm forced to slow down and I would rather choose how I'm going to slow down right now and not let it be about, you know, things that are outside of my control that make me slow down. Either way, I'm slowing down. Right. It's coming, you know. Okay. So my point is, though, is that either way you do it, but when you ignore it and then the universe is like, fine, Mm -hmm. you know what? I'm going to make this happen. Mm. Sometimes it happens in really harsh, traumatic ways. Usually like injuries, illnesses, or, you know, like things that require you to. You don't want to slow down? Sinus infection. Yeah, no. And that. You don't want to slow down? Knee replacement. Right. I have it. Like, like, I will make you stop. And that, that is also part of like honoring yourself and what you need to do at any given time, you know, like this heavily productive culture that we live in, you know, I get really sucked into even if I don't have anywhere to be or anything to go do that I want to clean out the cabinets in the kitchen or I want to try and get all the laundry done or I want, I want to be productive, you know? So at the end of the day, I can be like, ah, I feel so good because of all these things that I've done, you know, but did I slow down? did I take time to listen? You know, like, did I take time to appreciate being fully present in what I was doing? And if the answer is no, then it didn't matter that I didn't get in my car and go anywhere physically. Like I still never slowed down and hearing those internal nudges like that. 
doing that work is just as ominous as getting up and going to work or going and doing the workout class or doing whatever it is that you're going to do, like making time to be present and hear the inner guidance and follow the intuition is a thing that you have to cultivate time for, that you have to be present for, that you have to be sober for, like all of these things require that you put in that kind of effort. Um, and then, you know, like there's the next level of intuition and inner guidance is like, once you hear it, then you must act from it, mm-hmm. which is a totally different can of worms, yes. you know, like just cause you hear it, you know what it's saying. Does it mean that you're willing to do what it is it's asking of you? Oh, that's really hard. I mean, or it's not. When you don't want that to be the answer, it is. Yeah, totally. And that listening to inner guidance is this constant evaluation of like, do you trust the guidance that's coming to you? You know, like, do you surrender to this idea that sometimes what I, my ego, this human experience, Laurie thinks I should be doing right now. Do I trust this internal nudge, this internal guidance that's coming from a place that has my back in a way that I may not understand, but I implicitly trust? Yes, because whenever I have that nudge, that gut feeling, my inner guidance, um, especially when it's not the answer that I want it to be, I have trouble trusting it because I'm like, well, is that the universe or is that my brain? Is that me? And then I have to kind of compartmentalize it and then realize like I am the universe. (laughs) It is, you know, it is um, in me, within me, part of me. And... um, for someone who, um, is a recovering codependent and, um, seeks validation outside herself constantly, that is the hardest part about my intuition. Well, and I also think that the more that you can separate, cause I do that a lot where like, I will overrule my intuition a lot where I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. But what about this? You know, like, and try and logic my way around the guidance that's handed down to me um, because it's not practical or because it doesn't make sense because fill in the blank, you know, and I can very easily talk my way out of those things. Girl, I am the queen of justification. Yes. And then I have to pay attention to the guidance that continues to come up. Right. You know, because that's the interesting thing about intuition and the nudge and inner guidance is like, it wouldn't come up if you weren't ready for it. But maybe you're not ready for it, you know? And so you logic and talk your way around that and you justify it and then you not you don't act on the guidance. But then a week later, that nudge is back, you know? Or circumstances have shown you that your logic was garbage, you know? And you're like, okay, I get okay. it, you know? Like, yeah. it's gonna keep coming back around. It's like a spiral, you know? Like, if you don't learn the lesson, you're gonna circle back around to that lesson no matter what, you know? The more you choose to ignore it, logic it, justify it, explain why it's not okay, that's cool. That just means you get to keep learning that lesson over and over again. So when you can't stand yourself and you don't understand why things aren't happening for you the way that you want them to, like, that's when it's time to surrender a little bit. It's when it's time to step back and think, oh, maybe I don't have it all figured out. Maybe I do trust this guidance. Maybe I do trust this nudge. 
and see what happens. Quit questioning yourself so much. Like so much of following that internal guidance comes from you not feeling like you're worthy, you're good enough, you deserve whatever it is that you're headed for. I'm not ready yet because of this. And if that's what you think, then that's the truth. Yeah. If you would change the way that you think about it a little bit and you would trust this intuition that you are worthy, you are good enough, it is time for you to step into that. It's that switch we talk about all the time. Like as soon as you're like, oh yeah, I can, then you do. Mm-hmm. And it all kind of spins off from there. Yeah. Easier said than done, though. Totally. Because, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, sometimes the guidance is scary. I always love the idea of, like, it's your immediate gut reaction. Because, like, think about, like, I always think about anybody that I dated who was really bad for me. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, like, I knew you knew. I knew. I knew when I started dating them. I knew after the first, second, third hangout, you know, like this this person's not good for me. (laughs) This is why they're not good for me. But this part of it is so much fun, you know, (laughs) or this part of it validates me in this way that I so desperately need right now, you know, and that I'm willing to be involved like that, even though I know this is bad for this reason, it's going to be okay. You know, like, Mm -hmm. And inevitably, the relationship doesn't work out for whatever reason. I knew in the beginning, you know, like I can pinpoint and be like, God damn it. I knew that. (laughs) I knew it on day one. I told myself this is going to be an issue, but I ignored it. And I continued on my path because of all these reasons that I thought were more important. And look where we are right now. Like, you know. Would it save time, trouble, stress, drama, to follow my intuition first off. Yes. But I wasn't ready. Yeah. I needed the lesson, you know, like I needed the two by four, you know, (laughs) like it was in that part of the process where eventually you make enough of those decisions that you start to listen to the guidance. You know, you don't question it. You don't punish and torture yourself anymore. Yeah. I just, I I picture my gauge. (laughs) Yes, please. Yes is on one side. No is on the other. And you know my new favorite saying, if it's not a fuck yes. Fuck no. It's a fuck no. Yeah. And just so when things are presented to me and if it, if it isn't scaling towards that yes, then I'm like, yeah, it's all the way to the no. Um, which admittedly sometimes I, um, ignore because I'm exhausted, Yeah, but I'm lazy mm. and, um, I'd rather have like fun or whatever in the process, <laughs> whatever it is. There's a lot of different ways that that unfolds, but. Well, and I also think that like fun changes the more you experience right. life lessons that redirect you a little bit, you know, like, um. Things that were fun when I was 20 are not fun when I'm 34. Yeah, like, (laughs) and you just get better at life You just, yeah, make different calls on your inner guidance. But yeah, I didn't have that gauge until very, very recently. But it's helped so much. Yeah, well, and back to the fuck yes or fuck no thing. What I love about that is that as recovering codependents, 
fixers, you know, like all of the things that we've talked about on this show, that there are some things you want to do for the wrong reason. Mm -hmm. You want to do them because it's good for someone else. And like I said, you want validation from that someone else. You want approval from that someone else. Is it what's good for you? No. (laughs) But is it good for that? Well, yes. And I want this thing. So then it's like, is it a fuck yes? No, it's okay. The no, you know, like that you, and being comfortable saying no to things is like, I feel like that's so oversimplified anymore. Oh God. Saying no is really difficult. Like I want to say yes to everything. I want to be able to do all of the things, but sometimes there is a time where if it's not like I'm on fire to do it, then the answer is no. If I'm a little warm on it, the answer is no. Yeah. And I think that especially in a time when we have these devices and we always know what people are doing. So it's like, if I text you and you don't immediately answer me, but I see you're posting on Instagram and Facebook, I'm like, you bitch, I know you have your phone with you and you're just like not answering me. How dare she? You know, we have got to get away from this. Um, Like... If I say no to something because I don't have the time, it's not necessarily because I literally don't have the time. Right. It's that I don't have the emotional capacity to do it. I may have the hour, you know, there's 24 hours in a day. Hell yeah, I could be doing a lot more. But to your point of slowing down... To be able to take care of yourself, to hear your inner guidance, to trust your intuition. Like, we have got to stop shaming each other for, like, not doing enough. Well, and I'm not entitled to answer any one or thing in any given amount of time. You know, like, I feel like such an old lady. (laughs) Why? But I remember when I would leave the house without a phone. And go all day long and nobody got to talk to me, text message me, check in with me until I got home at the end of the night. Like you literally didn't talk to me all day. Wasn't it awesome? It was so good. (laughs) And when I got home, it wasn't until I listened to my messages on a tape (laughs) that I even knew that you called in the first place, you know? And then when I call you back, if I call you back... (laughs) you might not be home. Right. So this whole idea of us being like readily accessible at every single minute so you can text message me so I can reply to you so we can do the best. Like, I feel like it's very efficient, but it's also really invasive of this idea that sometimes we need space. Yes. And if we're going to follow our intuition and our inner guidance that is given to us in order to thrive, you know, like to get to these places where we're trying to go. We can't even begin to hear it because we're so busy in the respond mode, you know, to all of the stimulation that's coming at us. And there are some bare minimum things that we need for survival. Like we've got to drink water and eat and rest and have moments, you know, like to, and that those things become so much less important because we're like busy doing this the whole time, you know? And then before you know it, where's your eating time? A girl, my life. Can (laughs) we talk about this? I know this. Let's unpack this. Okay. okay? (laughs) So 
back to, yes, back to this idea that just because I may physically have the time doesn't mean I really have the time. Mm -hmm. I have been so bad lately and I have been kicking my own ass because I like on these Mondays, for example, that we're, you know, recording in the studio. Okay, guys, we record from 11 to two, but I have my chiropractor appointment at 945. And then I'm starving and I'm like, oh my God, well, we record from 11 to two, so I can't eat. But then like after two o'clock when we're done, you haven't eaten all day, haven't eaten all day, but I have more plans after this, Laurie. I have to go. Mm -hmm. I have to go to my eye doctor to pick up contacts. I have to go to the grocery store to get groceries for the week. I have to um, maybe pick up my kid from school because her dad isn't feeling well. I have to, you know, and then I'm like, when am I going to eat? And then I'm like, oh, but everything else is more important than right. me. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it my whole life, <laughs> my whole adult life, especially where I just won't make time to eat. Yeah. It's just not important. This is required, though. I'm going to tell you. I know. Like, this is kind of one of those humaning things uh, uh, that is, it's also why I got up at seven o'clock this morning to make burritos. Like, it was part of the planning of that because otherwise I will also be on autopilot, you know, like the whole time. Humaning is inconvenient in this world where we're constantly, yeah, like bombarded with all of the things that we need to do. And your intuition is just like, will you stop? Would you just slow down? And if you won't, I will make you, damn it. Mm -hmm. My God. My, um, have you ever tried to picture like what your inner guidance looks like? Oh, oh yeah, totally. Like if it were a person? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mine's, um, mine also changes a lot. Like, sort of like the difference between the gentle nudge and the two by four. <laughs> yeah. Like, mine goes from, like, this really gentle, sweet, ethereal, like, this is the direction you're going. Like, follow this path. Does it feel good? Does it not feel good? Like, what is it? And then it also becomes, like, this loud, ominous, screeching kind of, like... um like I imagine a nun in a Catholic school with a ruler chasing me or something, you know, like it's something she's, it's always female and very authoritarian and like chasing me with something where I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Like I got it. I saw this TikTok where this guy, he's in this green wig and the captions like when your inner guidance is trying to get a hold of you and he's like on the phone twirling his hair and he's like, waiting for you to answer the phone, you know? I'm like, oh, that's mine. <laughs> she's she's just in there spinning her hair around her fingers, being like, are you going to fucking what listen? are you actually or- doing? <laughs> well, I've been trying to call you all day. <laughs> what I think is so cool about inner guidance, though, and intuition is that it's there to lead you on the path that you're truly meant to follow. Mm-hmm. Which is so confusing when you're in this life, you know, because we don't really know where we're meant to go on a physical level, you know, like, and the things that I used to want are not the things that I want anymore. And it's this idea of like the things that used to get me so excited. Now I'm just doing to survive. And so what's the new thing that gets me excited? And we haven't talked a lot about human design 
on the podcast, but we're going to. I still have to research mine. I mean, same. Like, I'm still still learning learning so much about my own human design, but the things I have learned about it are so validating in respect to the fact that, like, I'm supposed to change my mind a lot about what I'm into, which feels like a betrayal of the way that Laurie used to operate, you know, where if I chose something, well, then that's what I've chosen and I will stick with it until the bitter end, even if I hate it, even if it's nothing that I'm interested in at all. Like I chose it. I need to like adhere to that. You know, I need to be dependable. I need to be consistent. I need to do, and like, but who made all this shit up anyway? (laughs) Who says I have to do any of that stuff? Like, girl, you don't. What's wrong with me changing my mind every 10 seconds about what I want to do? It's like, part of me figuring it out. And there's this freedom that comes with, okay, so I did that and it didn't make me feel good. And I didn't know it wasn't going to make me feel good until I tried it to see, you know, like, okay, let's move on to the next thing, you know, Um, that inner guidance is constantly giving you permission to do these things until you hit the thing that like completely resonates with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And that that is in my human conditioning, wrong. Yeah. But in my intuition, it feels so right. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I could just operate like that all the time, I wouldn't feel so guilty. You know, like I wouldn't feel like I was doing it wrong, you know? Well, like, yeah, I mean, you know, and not to get really morbid or anything, but damn, the older I get, the more I'm like, Jessica, life is happening. Yeah. Passing us by. Here it is. And, you know, I know that in the grand scheme of things, I'm still very young and I understand that. It's just if I keep living my life the way that I'm living it and then one day I'm going to wake up as an old lady, am I going to be like, oh, my God, I wish I tried all those things that I felt that nudge to do. But I was just so stuck in my identity to, you know, go back to a previous episode was I just so stuck in my identity of like, this is who you are. This is what you do. This is all you can do Mm -hmm. that like, you didn't try anything else. It's, um, depressing (laughs) to think about. It's also like the way that things shift and change in like in the world. Right. Because, what I have to compare my experience to is what I saw people do before me, which is pick a thing and do it all day, every day for decades. So you've got to have 10,000 hours, you know, like right. you've got, even you're not an expert if you don't and you don't. And so like not wanting to half-ass anything and not wanting to like do things not well, like I didn't want to do things and not be good at it. Right. So if I'm to be good at it, then the only way to get good at something is to do it exclusively forever until I'm the expert at it, you know, and that that really limits the things that you try. Girl, I'm still in that conditioning. It's That's really hard for I'm me to get I'm trying to break it every day. Like I actually blubbered and cried to Eva the other day because I was like, I'm so nervous to start writing all of these books that have ideas to write because I know that my first book is going to be garbage and I don't want to waste a good idea on my first try, you know, yeah. like, and she was like, what are you even saying right now? Do you know how many people write their first book and it's a huge success? And I was like, yeah, I know, but like it just, and where I got that idea 
is so ingrained in this idea that, yeah, you have to do a bunch of stuff early on and it has to suck. Like it has to, maybe it won't, you know, like, and I wouldn't know if I didn't go and try it in the first place, you know, and that fear of it not being good enough, like of me not being good enough when all the guidance that comes down is like, why aren't you writing? And so having this like conversation with spirit and guidance and my intuition where I'm like, well, I'm not because it's not because I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. but I'm ready, you know, and where it, it wouldn't keep coming up if I wasn't. Right. So when do you trust it? Like, when do you get out of the way and just do the thing, you know, and see what happens? Girl, I've been getting a lot of those hits lately. Mm-hmm. You know, that's know. been a conversation and it's, um, damn, it's hard because like yeah. you do only have 24 hours in a day. Yes. And I'm like, I want to do hair forever for the rest of my life for the people I love doing hair for. And I want to be a healer and I want to dance. I want to teach dance class again. And I want to travel. And, and then I'm like, Jessica, that's a lot of shit. (laughs) So does it really make sense? And then I'm like, fuck it. Of course it does. If it makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Yes. You know, and that's it. So, um, you know, finding ways to listen to that inner guidance and making it work for you when it doesn't work for everybody. No. And also knowing that, like, it's not supposed to all be figured out. Sometimes following the guidance takes you on a path that leads you somewhere altogether differently. You know, like it is about just taking the next right step. Because we want to see like the whole staircase and the outcome at the end and the guarantee that it's all going to work out painlessly and perfect, you know, like that's just not the way that life works, you know, like you head in the general direction and you take the next right step and things begin to unfold there in really fantastic ways. But none of it happens without the trust. Yeah. And the faith that you're on the right path doing the right thing. Um, The other interesting thing about guidance, I think, is that it's there to keep you safe. Yeah. And that I run into this a lot with the whole like safety thing or the, like, I get so fixated on what I want the outcome to be that when I can see that that's not where we're going, I'm really mad and I go like, it's all or nothing. So fucking fine. If that's not the way it's going to work out, then I won't do it at all. You know, like, what's the point of even trying And this whole, like, hundred percent or die, you know, like if it's not going to work out the way I thought it was, then I'll just burn it down to the freaking ground and we won't do anything anymore. You're like, awesome. And that that is not supportive of this idea that it may not, the door may not open for me because it may not be my time. It may not be safe for me there. It might be a direction that's leading me down the wrong path. So if I can accept the fact that the door is closed and take the next right step, then things will kind of unfold there. And that like trust, infinite trust, you know, like it's all happening for me, not to me. These things help you when things don't come together the way that you think that they should, because that shit's going to happen a lot. Yeah. And that is hard for the control freak. Yeah. You know, 
and I'm going to use the term God here because I mean, Bring it. I'm always changing what I call. It's a revolving door. It's a revolving door. It's sometimes fine. it's God. Sometimes it's the universe. Sometimes it's your knowing, yeah. you know, I just, but in this case, I'm going to use the term God because I think that a lot of people of faith can relate to this. So, you know, have you ever seen, you know, that picture on the internet where like this little person is at the end of the cliff and it's like a big hand and it's about to like flick you off, you yeah. know, like bump you off the cliff. And it's like the universe, but then there's a hand under it. Right. And it says also the universe, um, that God, the universe, whatever it is to you can totally kick your ass. Always. And catch you when you fall. Yeah. And be there for you. I'm just getting into this idea that there are no accidents. Mm -hmm. There are no coincidences. Um, kind of like the butterfly effect. Yeah. Um, which is a traumatizing movie and I'm never going to watch again. <laughs> Do you remember when I called you that night yes. in tears? Yes. And I was like, what did I just Why? Um, I don't suggest it if you're in an emotional vulnerable state, but... Um, <laughs> I, um, yeah, that there are, there are no accidents. Everything that you go to the right people are there for better, for worse. Yeah. That there's always a lesson. Even the people that do you dirty. Oh yes. You know, like even the things that totally f crumbled around you, you know, like that all of that was there for a purpose. I have a really hard time with that because I'm... I am a petty Betty, man. Yeah. I am petty as hell. And I so badly to people who have hurt me and are just like nasty. I just have to like talk myself off the cliff. Yeah. And be like, you know what? That's their journey. And for their sake, I hope. They learned the lesson because I sure as hell did. Yeah, thanks for the you know? lesson. Thanks like, for the lesson. Yeah. Because I'm never doing this shit again. Right. Ever. Yeah. Good fucking luck getting me to do it. Yeah. And that's cool. Failures feedback. You know, yeah. like it is constant redirection and the ability to like harness that because, and this is the other thing about intuition and inner guidance that is like super frustrating, but also part of that like spiritual healing journey part is that knowing that nothing is good or bad. It just is. You're just an observer where you can step out of those things that are really painful or harmful or where you feel like you've been wronged and be like, interesting. How did this come together? You know, like what just happened here? Okay. Not my favorite experience, but an experience all the same, you know, like, and what did I learn from this experience? How will it change the way that I move into the world in the future? And that the more you can like just observe those things and, or in the same with really wonderful things that happen, you know, where you're constantly just in this observer mode where it's not really even you that it's happening to. Like, it's just this spiritual observation of, oh, this thing happened and it's not good or bad. It just is. Mm -hmm. It's kind of meta and really hard to embrace when you have like all of the human emotion, you know, like roller coaster going on. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, 
our Being Present episode, which you were in Costa Rica for, but I spoke to Scott and Melissa about how the further I get into my healing journey, the more I step back and observe my feelings. And I'm like, okay, this happened. This is how I feel about that. This is how I feel about this, 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 this. And that I just have to give myself grace Mm -hmm. and forgive myself for reacting rather than responding and knowing, oh, I reacted because I was triggered in this way. Um, and, you know, holding up a mirror to myself and being like, oh, okay, I see that. Well, and if I'm triggered, how do I love myself better? Right. And that need that I had. Yeah. You know, like whatever need wasn't being fulfilled that hit the trigger for me that made me react instead of respond. How do I love myself in that way that I don't have the need to react? Which is also equally frustrating when there's other people involved because you want to make it about them. Mm-hmm. You know, when really it is so much more to do with like, how do I show up for myself right now? Right. Uh, yeah. Guidance. Come on. It's no joke. No. We already kind of talked about like, where does your inner guidance come from? What do you call it? You know, like some people call it guides. Mm-hmm. angels, um, spirit, you know, like whatever. Yeah. I find that my inner guidance takes on, um, like tangible beings sometimes and sometimes not. Yeah. I also love like the, uh, the idea of like a Trinity. So like you have God, but then you also in a Christian religion have, have like, Jesus, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> and then you've also got the Holy spirit. So it's like, water. It can be ice. It can be liquid. It can be vapor, you know, like, and that guidance becomes this thing where it's like, yeah, sometimes people are put in your life to help guide you. Sometimes it's this figurative thing. That's just like mist or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not even really a thing that's like pushing you. Yeah. Sometimes it's ice, you know, and it's really cold and it's hard and it like snaps you out of like, so I love that that guidance comes in all of these different forms and ways and that it doesn't have to be one thing and you can call it from all different directions. So like, I feel like, nature is really big for me in a lot of those cases where like I'm super obsessed with the moon and what phase the moon's in and how that makes me feel. And am I reflecting? Am I putting out new intentions? Am I starting new things? Am I letting go of things? You know, like where does the nature of the moon? And then, you know, for spending the time in Costa Rica that we did this month, how connected the moon is to the tide in the ocean. And is the tide high or is the tide low? Is it coming in or is it going out? You know, like that all of these things connect on in the natural world and I'm part of the natural world. So I listen to that guidance, and you know, just an observer and I'm just an observer. Yeah. Like I'm just watching it all happen. It doesn't require me to jump in and get involved for the moon to change phases right. or for the tide to come in and out. Like that shit's going to happen anyway. You know, the sun's going to come up every day. The grass is going to freaking grow. Nature does not struggle. It just exists. And it's 
all perfect and in unison and divinely timed, sometimes unpredictable, you know, like all of these things are just like the guidance that I'm getting. That's helping me like walk through life like that. Um, so yeah, like that's a connection that I can physically drop into because I'm a part of that natural world too. Mm -hmm. So hard to do that when I'm invested in the noise. Yeah. You know, like, cause then this becomes the natural world that I'm invested in. Or when I'm hanging out with little people, nothing else connects. Like I'm focused on what's going on with the little people. They're all consuming, you know, like I'm controlling their environment for them, you know? So how do I, so there's so many different ways that you like connect to these energy sources and where is my guidance at? And for me, it's coming a lot from nature and getting quiet. Yeah. Um, and I've talked a little bit on the podcast about how I'm trying to reconnect with nature mm -hmm. because I feel like there were, I don't feel, I know that there were certain situations when I was younger that um, pulled me away from that mm -hmm. and made me go inward and lose my curiosity and my willingness to play. So part of my healing journey is to get reconnected with nature. And, um, I mean, it's motherfucking hot in Texas, so I haven't been doing Preach. it as much, but, um, those moments where I've gone to like river legacy park by mm -hmm. myself and I just go off on this, like beaten trail and I just sit there and I just, I say out loud, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm here. What you got for me? And, you know, sometimes it's just listening to the cicadas. Yeah. Sometimes it's um, paying attention to the wind and like noticing a butterfly. And um, what color is the butterfly? Well, what could that represent? You know, people are so attached to like the actual meaning of things. And I think that you really need to let go of that and just figure out like what the essence of that thing is and what that means to you. Right. Because like one time I saw a black butterfly. Well, black is like my soul color, <laughs> you know, yeah. I love black, but a lot of people associate black with negative things yeah. and death mm -hmm. and, you know, but if you want to go that deep, well, it can also mean rebirth. I was about to say, yeah, the there's... start of something new, mm -hmm. the start, you know, so it, everything means something different to us. And so if you're just channeling, listening to your inner guidance and you're listening and you're taking in all these, um, What's the word I'm looking for? You're taking in all these nudges, nudges and um, signs, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that are presented to you. Um, then like it, it just means whatever it means in that moment. And you whatever know? you think it means, you're right. Yes. Quit questioning. Right. Like just stop because. This is the other part about inner guidance that I think is so fascinating is that as soon as we get the guidance, we're immediately questioning if that's what it means. Well, right. Well, because there was one time when I was literally at River Legacy Park and I was just going through the shit. And, you know, I had a huge connection to my grandpa who passed away mm -hmm. like four weeks before I got married. It was a really traumatic, terrible 
drawn out experience. And I used to see him and feel him all the time. And then I feel like once I had Adelaide, not that I lost that ability, but I think I've been too busy and haven't slowed down enough to notice or listen. And so I just called out for him and I was like, you know, are you there? Are you still fucking there? Because I don't see or hear you very much. And then the wind blew. Mm -hmm. And to anyone else who thinks that this is all mumbo jumbo, they're probably like, yeah, Jessica, because wind wind blows all the time. (laughs) But to me, you knew what that was. I knew what that was. You didn't need anybody else to validate that. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Not exactly the way I wanted it, Grandpa, but okay. You know, I wanted... I wanted something more. I had this expectation of a vision, an auditory, like I wanted to hear him. I wanted to, like I used to, it didn't happen that way, but it came in the form of wind. Right. And I was like, okay, I'm listening. And what a beautiful answer. Yeah. You know, like, cause how freaking amazing is wind? Yeah. Like, just, you were talking about how hot it is in Texas. Yeah. Sometimes a nice breeze is everything to you being able to sit outside for another five minutes or not, you know, like, yeah, I quit questioning if you think that's what it is. If you think that's what it is, it It is, it is, is. you know, like we are so quick to give away our power of explanation and of understanding what it is that we're experiencing, but you know, you know what you know, you know, um, yeah, man, guidance is, there was one other thing. Oh, that the more you trust it, the more it shows up. Yes. That the more you recognize that the wind was what you, the answer that you needed. Okay. The more that you take the time to slow down and listen, and then you take actions based on this guidance, you will see synchronicity everywhere and it will continue to come up and show you the path. The more you question it, undermine it, don't listen to it, shove it away in a corner, it's going to quit showing up for you. And then the two by fours come, you know, like, and so I love that about your inner guidance and following is that the more you trust it, the more it shows up. Amen. All right. I think we nailed it. I agreed. (laughs) Um, We love, love, love that you guys were here to listen Mm -hmm. with us today and talk about inner guidance and following your intuition because it's everything on this journey that we're on. Um, like this episode, share it with friends, comment on it and tell us what you think. You guys have a badass day and we'll see you next time. Bye.